Welcome to episode 21 of FPL Toilet. This episode is called Cloppertunity or Trapatoni. So that's just some on-the-spot thinking. It's just having a discussion about Rashford and yeah. So Cloppertunity or Trapatoni, are Man United assets an opportunity or a trap with the new manager? So yeah, the big news, Mourinho's gone. I tactically didn't record a pod on Monday or Tuesday because I, I definitely knew that was going to happen. So yeah, paid off, didn't it? Um, yeah. So Solskjaer's in. What do you do with a squad who's gone a bit stale? You get a manager who's got experience dealing with mould. couple of quick shout outs to start with I should have done them last episode but you know they're still topical still loving what they're doing first one is Neil Jackman you might know him as Attila the Bum but yeah he's, he's basically FPL's Indiana Jones he's a bit of an archaeologist and yeah the only, the only thing that can stop him lately is snakes and yeah it's been far more ladders than snakes for him though but yeah, he's just ticking all the he's ticking all the right boxes. The flare boxes, the maverick boxes. So yeah, he captained Mares the other day for his 13 points against Watford. Captain Salah for his 42 points. Yeah, so he flew into the top 10k. Little blip last game week, so he just trickled out of it again. But no, he's got to be happy with the season, and I'm loving what he's doing. Even his kit. He's got his kit is basically the the Newcastle away kit from the mid 90s that blue and purple horizontal stripe one the one that just brings you back to David Ginola Les Ferdinand sorry Sir Les Ferdinand and yeah just legends like that even Steve Howey Barry Venison I don't know if he played in that kit but yeah I'm just loving what he's doing so yeah nice one Neil Uh, also Nick Simmons so he got a century in game week 16 so yeah, without any chips or anything, just yeah, I think you've got to respect a century in a single game week. And yeah, it deserves a shout out. So you might know Nick better as Little Wizard. So yeah, because of that name, Little Wizard, here's his little message. Little Wizard, this is your father talking, Big Wizard. I just wanted to say congratulations on a 100 point game week the other day. 102 points without any chips or anything in a single game week. It's phenomenal stuff. And it got you into the top 1K in the world. Fantastic. So I will give a shout out to Wayne Hennessy, despite just two points. Marcus Alonso, six points. Wonderful stuff. Andrew Robertson, 11 points. Luca Dean, 10 points. Matt Dirty, 7 points. Wonderful. The hero of the day, Mohamed Salah, 42 points. Fuck me. Eden Hazard, 9 points. Richarlis, does he have a first name? Let's call him Malcolm Richarlison, 7 points. 
James Madison, unlucky, two points. Harold Kane, one point, unlucky again. Abubakar Kamara, what a bloody good name for this voice. Abubakar Kamara, five points. All in all, 102 points. Magnificent stuff, little wizard. See you at Christmas, son, etc. Quick FPL toilet mini league update. So, top scorer last game week was Tadu Novin. So, his team, Emery Sarikante, 74 points. So, double Wolves defence finally paid off for him. Patricia and Dirty. Wamba Saka also at the back, nice six pointer. Missing out on bonus, unusual for him. And also, someone who didn't miss out on bonus, nice little differential. Ben Davies, eight points. So, yeah, full house at the back for him. He also had Sané instead of Sterling. He's kept Hazard. So yeah, working out very nicely there. Jimenez, Kane captain. Only five points, but you know Sterling didn't really punish. Uh, who else? Aubameyang did nothing. So yeah, n not too bad in the end. And yeah, well done, Tadu. Top of the league. It's still Shard, but he was tempor temporarily dethroned on Saturday night. So yeah, if, if you sell Cedric, you might struggle. And yeah, but he got his lead back on Sunday night. And he's still top of the pops in the FPL Toilet Mini League. Uh, bench wankers. Quite a few single bench wankers. Kolasinac missing out. Affected a lot of people. But in came Wambasaka, Balbuena, play players like that. Uh, Brooks got zero minutes, which is quite a surprise. So yeah, more six points there. But nothing crazy, no doubles. Um, talking of bench wankers, last week's... Massive bench wanker, Tom Pierce. A positive shout out for him. So I was loving his double transfer last game week. He got in. So out went Alexander Arnold and Marshall. So zero and one point respectively. In came Holobas for his goal. And in came Felipe Anderson for his assist. And yeah, Tom also captain Hazard. So fair play. And also another shout out, Spencer Lee. So Spencer, a member of the league. He's 17 out of 17 for captains this season. So all 17 game weeks, his captains either scored or assist, assisted. So yeah, that's pretty damn impressive. That includes a game week two captaincy of Mendy. So yeah, he's not scared to go for a defender and mix it up a bit. But yeah, I don't know what the record is. I guess we never will be able to find out, but it can't be much more than 17. Like, that's, that's almost half a season. Think how easy it is for a captain just to, let's say they hit the post a couple of times instead of scoring. They just have a quiet day. They get injured early doors. You know, think how easy it is just to have one fail. And yeah, he's 17 out of 17. So yeah, fair play, Spencer. Right, time to look forward to game week 18. No mention of the FPL Cup this week. That's that's nothing to do with me losing to a dead team. Definitely not. I just think it's just a stupid cup, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I guess start with Man United. Uh, I guess non-FPL point first. Mourinho had to go. It's just it was just a matter of uh, when, not if. I mean, I think you've got to have attractive football that's going somewhere or results. Last season he had results without the former. This season he had neither. You know, it's unattractive football. They're two points ahead of Watford after 17 games. I mean. They're on a zero goal difference, which is it's unheard of. 
I saw I saw a stat during the week that under Moyes they were like plus twenty for goal difference. So that yeah, that just that's just a comparison there. The much maligned David Moyes. And yeah, just okay, you can blame the board and things like that, but yeah, when you're benching a one hundred million player, something's gone wrong. And yeah, inevitably the manager's the one who's gonna bear the brunt. But yeah, just just for a personal point, I've stopped watching Man United for about eighteen months. Like this this is the team that got me into watching football in the first place. And it's the team that yeah, I literally stopped watching them. I've only really seen them play Watford in the last year and a bit. So yeah, I still think Lukaku's a good option, that's probably why. I've been tricked. But yeah, it's just it's the fact as well, there's no, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. If anything, I could see it getting worse. You know, they weren't building anything. Absolute miracle they finished second last season. I think, by the way, that second place finish was much more impressive than his League Cup win, his Europa League win. The Europa League's a stupid trophy for big clubs because you've got to fail to have a chance of winning it. You know, you've got to screw up your Champions League group and come third. You've got to screw up your league campaign the season before and not come in the top four. You know, you've got to do something wrong to have a chance of winning it. So, yeah, it's a stupid trophy in my opinion. I mean, it's a great trophy for teams that sort of qualify normally. Let's say smaller teams. But, yeah, it, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't see that as an achievement. Well, well done, Man United, for beating Anderlecht, Celta Vigo and who is it? A very young Ajax side in the final. Well done. I mean... Jesus Christ, the, the price of their squad. Players are probably on higher wages than the cost of Ajax's squad. Anyway, right, Marcus Rashford. I think he could be a massive, massive trap that people could be walking into. Again, I'd, I'd be more confident saying that under Mourinho because, yeah, when Martial's fit and Lukaku's starting, there's, no, there's not a spot for Rashford. So, yeah, that's how he got his game time recently. Martial was injured and... Lukaku did get dropped for a game or two. But yeah, can Solskjaer play all three of them? I'm not sure. And yeah, if Solskjaer straight away plays Rashford ahead of Lukaku, that's kind of... That's a huge move. I think it's a move he's not going to make. It's just too big a move. It's a move that's basically saying, Lukaku, I'm done with you for the season. And yeah, you, you can't rely on Rashford for the rest of the season. I'm sorry, you can't. You know, he's still too young. He's not proven at all. He has good games, then he has three bad games. You know, he's one good game and three bad games. I know Lukaku's been... I mean, apparently he was awful against Liverpool. But yeah, this is part of my point. I'm not in a good place to judge because, yeah, I didn't even watch Man United Liverpool. You know, normally one of the games of the season, one of the games you really want to watch. But yeah, that's, that's what Mourinho did to me. Uh, but yeah, Rashford. I know his price is it's quite attractive. But yeah, if you if you know if you knew now he was going to start the next four games, a hundred percent viable. Yeah, I think what is he seven five seven eight. I've got my doubts that he's a trap. Put it that way. A big score against Fulham, and I think basically because Sergio Butterfingers, whatever their keepers called, got him that goal at the end to top up the two bonus. A couple of bonus against Southampton. You know what. You know, blanks in between. That's just Rashford in a nutshell, isn't it? But yeah, I, I'm not convinced, put it that way. But yeah, I'm not going to bemoan anyone that has a punt. It's nice to see different options out there. Uh, Pedro, I've got noted down. 
So yeah, as soon as I saw that team sheet last week, uh, it's probably the only good thing to come from last week's pod. So yeah, I said Son or Kane could be the big, the big scorers. Chris Lerva could be a great option. He only got 59 minutes, although he got 60 minutes, but they said 59. But I'm not going to email in for one point. His 0.1% ownership were livid. Uh, but yeah, the only thing was I thought Chelsea could maintain that formation from the Man City match. And yeah, they did. Which, for me, makes Pedro about an 8.5 or a 9 mil mid. And there he is sitting at 6.3. And yeah, he got his early goal. got his bonus, which is part of the appeal as well. He's so good at converting goals into bonus this season. So yeah, he scored in six matches, and in five of them he's got bonus. The only one he didn't get bonus was because he only played 25 minutes. So he came off the bench and scored. So he didn't get to top up his BPS with things like I think you get about six BPS just for playing 60 minutes. You know, he didn't have time to get to 30 passes, etc, etc. So yeah, a bit like a Snodgrass. So yeah, Snodgrass is really standing out lately for his BPS scores. Like, huge scores. He'll get one goal and get the kind of BPS score that Richarlison is getting with a brace. But yeah, 35 BPS. Four, to get into 40s with just a goal, that, that's huge. So yeah, Snodgrass, obvious appeal, price, fixtures, but that bonus one, you know, eight-point goals, not five-point goals. I mean, over, over four or five games, that really does add up. It's like scoring an extra one or two goals. And yeah, we've seen the opposite with Salah. But yeah, Pedro, again, it's that unknown which makes it uncomfortable, but I don't know, I can kind of see them sticking with this formation for a bit longer. And yeah, it's kind of going to be down to Hazard. If Hazard justifies the formation, I mean, you kind of you probably got to have Hazard and Pedro on your team. I'm never going to say you've got to have players on your team. I hate when that's a thing, but yeah, I think Pedro becomes a nine mil mid, sitting at six point three. I know it also makes William more nailed on, but you see, William, what's his returns this season? I think he's got about one goal and two assists with. Plenty of starts, and yeah, I think he's just going to frustrate you. You know, a few more set pieces than Pedro, but no, Pedro's your man. I think, yeah, for me, example, I, I could sell Salah for Hazard, and that gives me enough money to upgrade Tom Kearney to Pedro. See, so, yeah, Hazard's an obvious appeal right now. He's got fixtures, he's got form, you know, he's got everything right now. So yeah, Pedro's got those fixtures as well. And when he starts, he scores points. It's that simple. So yeah, I did the stat the other day. Seven points per start for Pedro for 6.3 mil. You know. So yeah, it's up to you to deduce whether he's going to start or not. I think it's that simple. Um, so yeah, I've talked about sacrificing Salah for Hazard. I think Salah can score well, but it might not be enough. I don't have Hazard, and I'm very, very, very worried about that right now. See, I, I don't get carried away with Salah's hat-trick. I think if Salah scored a hat-trick of tap-ins from free-flowing Liverpool moves, I would have been, I would have got carried away by it, because that's more sustainable. You know, Steve Cook mistakes aren't sustainable. And yeah, it's, it's just, we kind of ignored one, get, sorry, we ignored about 20 matches this season in favour of one match. Because, yeah, since then, it's same old Salah. Got his goal against Napoli, missed a few other chances. 
So yeah, probably would have got eight points if it was an FPL match. And then he blanked in the tough match against Man United, or the tougher match. Was it a tough away game? Might I can't remember if it was at Anfield or Old Trafford. But yeah. So you basically said it's about 22 games of evidence versus one game of evidence. Which one are you going to go with? I think I'd rather go with the 22 games of evidence. I don't think this is a new seller. I'm worried it's the overpriced seller. The one who doesn't get bonus. And yeah, even if he gets a brace, he has to get a brace to break even. So yeah, I think Hazard and 2 mil extra to turn, like I said, Tom Kearney into a into a, let's see, a Pedro, or a player up to 7 mil, it's, it's hard to argue against. And talking of players who, who probably score well, but still overpriced, it's Harry Kane. And it's kind of unfortunate, because Kane's getting assists now, which was, it was my main doubt about him. He's now banged in four assists in his last five games. Like, proper assists as well, not just FPL assists. These have been through balls, a yeah, nice range. He had a nice cross for Son recently. Lovely dink over the top against Arsenal. Although, <laughs> I don't know what, what Koscielny was doing. See, so yeah, quite rightly, that goal has been lauded as a great goal, but look at Ali's run. He just bursts down the middle. He doesn't curve his run. He doesn't sort of... He doesn't stutter it. He doesn't have to make it creative to bamboozle the defence. He just runs straight down the middle. Koscielny's ball-watching... Who knows where the other centre-backs were, or centre-back. I thought it was a remarkable goal for good and bad reasons, put it that way. But yeah, anyway, Kane's getting assists, which is, that's a big deal. If he can keep keep up those assists, and keep up his usual goal record, he has, he has the potential to justify 12.5 mil. But yeah, what, what's my point here? But yeah, my point is, I'm looking at Danny Ings at 7 mil less than Kane, Pretty much the same record this season. As ridiculous as that sounds, just look at their minutes, look at their starts, look at their goal return. It's very similar. And yeah, Ings is 7 mil less. So just to put that into context, 7 mil turns a Kearney, Hoiberg, Billing, it turns them into a Hazard or Raheem Sterling. So yeah, would you rather have Kane and Billing or Ings and... Sterling, for example, I think there's an obvious answer there. You're literally getting yourself an extra player over this congested month. And yeah, again, Kane can get braces. He can get 13 pointers, but then, you, you know, Sterling, Sterling can match that on his own. And then you've got Ings' totals as well. See, so yeah, in that case, Ings just has to be the sort of the fourth or fifth defender you would have played instead. And yeah, talking about Ings, I, I think he could be the best value player in the game for the rest of the season. I'm that big on him. I think the only doubt about him is injuries. And yeah, that's for example, Southampton don't really have an obvious run of fixtures coming up. They've sort of got two good ones, two bad ones, three good ones, two bad ones. There's no sort of prolonged spell, but again, looking at his price, 5.4 mil, he's so easy to bench. See, I'm not worried about that at all. His injury record... He's been injured once this season, you know, once in four months. Just sell him. Simple as that. That's what transfers are for. And yeah, he's on penalties. I know they've got a lot of strikers. They've got Gabbiadini, they've got Long, they've got Austin. But yeah, reading about this manager, Ings is his man. You know, Ings is the high-intensity presser. 
He's the sort of the all-round striker. Yeah, he's going to be nailed as far as I'm concerned. He's going to be on penalties, I'm sure. You know, I don't think Austin's going to start that many games. And yeah, I just think, yeah, I should, I should have said it before that game, but I, I didn't know he was going to make that that Arsenal match when I recorded my pod. So earlier in the season, I was the other way, other way around. So Ings was the popular choice. And I thought this Jimenez fella under the radar, I think he's the one to swap to because I trusted Wolves more than Southampton. But now I think it's the other way around. I think Ings has got more braces in him than Jimenez. And yeah, it's, it's mainly to do with this manager. So everything I'm reading about this manager, even his name, is the clop, the clop of the Alps. I'm personally going to call him the the yodeling Keegan. Because yeah, I think I've got Attila's Newcastle 95 kit in my mind again. Because yeah, Kevin Keegan back in the day, 4-3 wins, 4-3 losses. You know, terrible if you want to invest in Maya Yoshida or Cedric, but amazing if you want to invest in someone like Danny Ings. So yeah, that's my shout. Maybe I should specify best value attacking player for the rest of the season. You know, just because people like Doherty are just ludicrous this season. You know, what's going to stop Doherty getting another three goals, three assists? A load of clean sheets. But yeah, put it this way, I'm massive on Ings. And the fact he's seven mil cheaper than Kane, I know it shouldn't count against Kane, but, you know, it does. Value is part of the game. And yeah, it wouldn't even surprise if Ings scores as well as Kane for the rest of the season. Like, I mean, I'm, th I'm that big on him. Cue an injury next game week. Um, Sterling and Sane, I've got noted down. So yeah, neither started in midweek. I think in Sane's case, it was massively predictable just because of how leggy he looked in that Everton match. So if, if you had both, I'd captain Sterling. And the simple reason for that is... Uh, Wan-Bissaka plays on the right, Van Arnholt plays on the left. So yeah, I almost made a mistake earlier in the season playing... I had both Wolves uh, wing-backs and I had to bench one of them. And I almost benched Doherty and he scored in that Palace match. So I was too worried about what Palace were doing offensively. And I forgot to flip it around and thought, wait a second. You know, the right winger is going to have much more joy than the left winger in that match. But yeah, to be honest, I'm expecting them both to get scores. But yeah, if I had to captain one, it would be Sterling. So Sterling's been really predictable this season. It's against a really easy team, double or triple attacking returns. In an okay fixture, one attacking return. And in a tough fixture, no attacking returns. So I guess it's kind of how you feel about Crystal Palace. How highly you rate them. For me, they're sort of somewhere in the middle. So a single attacking return. Of course, that's enough for a captain. But yeah, just look at Sterling's scores this season, look who they've come against, and it, it's it's actually quite predictable, which is, yeah, a good thing for FPL if he maintains it. But yeah, he's only really smashing up the really, really poor teams. Uh, Salah. Mo Salah. Have I mentioned him? Maybe I have. I'm going to skip him. But yeah, I haven't got carried away with his hat-trick, put it that way. Back to Man United. I've just, I'm going to be a bit of a hypocrite because I've just talked about Kane and his price probably being a bit too much and I'm thinking Lukaku could be an option for the next four. See, I think Solskjaer, I think he will start Lukaku. I'm not buying into this homegrown stuff. I think there's a big, there's more of a will for Rashford to come good than there is Lukaku. 
So I think that's skewing things a bit. Sort of perceptions which don't really mean much in reality. But yeah, Liku Lukaku scored against the season. It's a brace against Burnley. He's got away to Brighton, away to Southampton, home to Fulham, away to Watford. It's the exact kind of fixtures he has up next. So even even when he's struggling, he's a really reliable scorer against against the the dregs that he has next. So yeah, so yeah, away to Cardiff next. Then they have Huddersfield at home. I can't remember the third match, but then it's I think it's Newcastle, Newcastle away. I can't remember if it's home or away, but yeah. Would anyone be surprised if Lukaku gets six goals in those four games? I don't think anyone anyone would. So yeah, for 10.7 mil, it's still a lot. It's almost Hazard's price. It's 3.4 mil more than Martial, for example. So yeah, if you compare him to some players, it's a lot. Compared to Kane, you can free up 2 million almost. So yeah, that's that context. Martial, I think... To be honest, he was exciting under Mourinho at the end. So yeah, why not under Solskjaer? So yeah, for, for me, great option if you can fit him in. I think the problem he's got, which Lukaku doesn't really have as much, is there's so many other good mids right now, and there's not that many good strikers. See, I've got a problem in my team. I've got Richarlison and Fraser, who I kind of knew last game week I should maybe have sold. But I see them as amazing options. So great value options who I can't really sell. But yeah, there's all these West Ham mids I want, but who do you sell? And I want Martial, but again, who do I sell? Martial, Pedro, Snodgrass, Felipe Anderson. I want them all, but you know, you, you've got to make room for them. You've got to sell a good player to get one of these players. and It's really tough, but Lukaku, I think it's a bit easier to fit him in. Pogba, it's largely about penalties with him, I think. I personally don't think he'll be on penalties. I think Martial's on them now. So yeah, that'll make a big impact. But also for him, I wouldn't rush into it. I don't think he's just going to flick a switch and be great. I think you can wait on him. I think he's lost a bit of intensity in his game and it'll take him a bit to, a few matches to get that back. Just because, yeah, you, it's not a switch that you flick on and off. I think even subconsciously you sort of lose that drive a bit when you're stuck on the bench for so long and you have one of these fallouts. I'm not speaking from experience. I was much more James Milner than a diva as a footballer. Uh, Man United defence, that's very difficult. I would say ignore them just because we don't know who's going to start. And yeah, if you wait one match to find out who is going to start... Suddenly this amazing four-game window is only a three-game window and I don't think any of them have the attacking potential to justify smaller windows. So yeah, I'd say ignore them. Uh, that's my notes. So yeah, that's just what's on, what's on my head. Ings, good. Pedro, I'm loving it, but it's about the formation. Rashford, potential trap. Captain Sterling... You know, Van Aanholt's not great defensively. Mo Salah is still overpriced. Don't ignore 20 plus games of evidence in favour of one game of gifts from uh, Steve Cook. And yeah, that's all I've got. A bit of a long one, but yeah, good luck everyone. Game Week 18. Enjoy your weekends.